welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. Welcome and thank you for joining us this morning. Don't you hate these things? Like I'm so over masks right now, but yet everywhere we go, we see masks. Whether we go to the shops, whether we go to work, um, no matter where we go these days, all we engage with is masks. And pretty much because they have become mandatory. However, over the last little while, it's, it's kind of got me thinking about how we are just physically having to do what so many of us have done figuratively for so long, and that is wear a mask. Now, why do we wear these masks? More often than not, we, we, we put on a mask to, to hide something. We put on masks to, to hide our insecurities. We, 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 we wear them to hide our fears, to, to hide our pain, to hide our hurt. You see, when it comes to a mask, a mask is just projecting something that isn't real. And more often than not, to, to hide or shelter our own brokenness. And the crazy part about all of this for me is that we do this to hide our brokenness, but in reality, we're all broken. In reality, we all have brokenness within our own lives. No matter who you are this morning, sitting at home or watching on your phone somewhere, whatever, we all have our own brokenness. And whether that stems from our upbringing or, or from, a, from a relationship that went bad or from a business deal that went south or, or just fill in the traumatic experience here moment that we had in our lives that caused some form of brokenness in us, we all deal with brokenness all the time. And we'll all go through stuff in our lives. Someone once said that, that as we go through this stuff, we will come out the other side better or better. And ultimately, that decision is up to us. There's this moment in the life of Jesus where he's in this olive grove called the Garden of Gethsemane. And, and he's, he's, he's facing some serious stuff in life that he's about to go through. And because of what he's about to go through, it's caused distress in his life. And as it's caused distress in his life, he's, he's, he's speaking to God. He's speaking to his, his father. And he's, he's, he's just, he's saying, Lord, if, if, if there's any way for me to get out of this, let me get out of this. But at the end of the day, I'm not looking to get my way. I want your way in this. Lord, not my will, but let your will be done in this moment. And as Jesus just has this honest moment with God and, 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 and kind of says those words, 
what he's really doing is he's submitting his will, he's submitting his life to God's process. And I don't think that it's, it's a coincidence or that it's just by happenstance that all of this went down in an olive grove, that Jesus was facing this moment surrounded by olives. Because you see, the truth is, you and I, we can, we can actually learn quite a lot from olives. There, there are these, these principles that we can learn from olives. And the first one of these principles that we can actually learn from olives is that in order for olives to, 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 to grow and in order for, for, for olive trees to produce olives, they need both good and harsh conditions. So an olive tree needs both good conditions and harsh conditions in order to grow and in order for it to, to, to um, grow into its creational purpose, and that is to produce olives. You see, where, where Jesus was, was in this garden, he, he, um, where this garden of Gethsemane is situated, he essentially had these two winds that would blow through this garden. You had the, the wind from the east, which was really harsh, and then you had the wind from the west, which was this real refreshing wind. This, this wind from the east blew in out of the desert, and it was super hot and potentially really, really destructive. And then you had the wind from the east that, that blew in off the Mediterranean Sea, and it was like this cool breeze on a really hot day. And I can just imagine that you've got your own picture of what that looks like right now in your mind, because you've possibly experienced something like that. And it took both harsh and good in order for, for this tree to grow to its full potential. When you and I think of our lives, let's be honest, the same applies. Like we need both good conditions and harsh conditions in order for us to grow and become the people that we were created to be. We might want to try and, 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 and deny it or ignore it, but the truth be told, we don't grow at our best when things are going good all the time. When everything's working out for our favor, when everything's working out the way that we feel it should, man, we just, we, we slip into a space of apathy so quickly. Think about it for your own life. If you're a Jesus follower today, you'll know this to be true, that when things are going really well, to our shame, we, we'd have to admit that sometimes we forget about the need of God in our lives. Like we forget that, 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 that we really need relationship with God. And, and even if it's not a need, that, that desire for God kind of starts to dwindle and, and waver a bit. But man, when that east wind comes in, we become super aware of our need 
for God. And we gravitate towards relationship with Him, knowing that we are desperately reliant on Him in those moments. Now, it was James, the brother of Jesus, who, who put it this way. He said, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. You see, our lives need to go through a process of good times and harsh times for God to prepare us for His purpose so that ultimately we can grow into exactly who He created us to be. Now, I don't know if you've ever tasted an olive straight off an olive tree. Um, I've had the misfortune of doing that. Um, they are rock hard and super bitter. So ultimately, an olive by nature is rock hard and bitter. And as I say that, I'm very much reminded of the human heart uh, because it reminds me a lot of the human heart, that naturally the human heart is, is hard and, and, and bitter. Think about it for a minute. In society today, you don't really need to learn all that much to become hard and bitter. It happens quite naturally. Just have one moment of someone hurting you in whatever way or, or you experiencing some form of loss and, 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 and not really having a point of hope to turn to. The natural response is that we become hard and we become bitter. So if the human heart is naturally hardened and naturally bitter, then how do we change that? How do we change that? Well, if we look at the olive, the olive needs to go through this process in order to get rid of its hardness and its bitterness. And the process that it goes through is first it gets cracked open and then it goes through a, a, a salting process where it gets salted and then it gets soaked in water for a prolonged period of time. And it's through this process that it goes through that ultimately it becomes useful. Because an a, a, a olive in its natural state is absolutely useless to you and to me. We can't do anything with it. But yet, when it's gone through the correct process, it becomes exceptionally useful. And it's the same with us. It's the same with our heart conditions. Unless we go through a process with God, we aren't very useful, are we? Unless we go through a process with God to allow Him to soften our hearts and take away that bitterness, it's only then that we become useful, not just to Him, but also to the people around us, to our loved ones and to our co-workers and people that we do life with. It was the prophet Jeremiah that said, the human heart is deceitful and, and, and wicked. 
above all else, just speaking into this heart condition that we really need to take to God and, and, and allow Him to work His process in us. The only way that our heart really gets softened, if you remember the process that the olive goes through, that last process is this process of soaking. And I honestly believe that the only way that our hearts really get changed through this process is when we allow ourselves to, to really just open up our lives to God, like that, that olive's cracked open, just to, to open our lives up to God and then, and then allow that soaking process where we just soak our lives in Him. And you may be sitting there, you may be going, Roman, what on earth are you talking about? Like what is soaking in God? It's as simple as just spending time with Him, just talking to Him, just spending time in prayer, just being honest with Him, talking to Him about the cares of life and daily life and, 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 and thanking Him for who He is and, and for what He's done in your life. And from there, just spending time in, in, in His Word and as you spend time in, in Scripture, just allowing Him to, to speak into your life. And, and it's all that, that stuff, that, 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 that culmination of all of that, that ultimately just leads to this soaking our lives in His life that causes this softness to come over us where He's able to work His process through us. And then once the olive is in this space where it's now no longer bitter and it's now soft, now it becomes useful. Now, now we can do some real things with this, with this olive. But the truth be told, the olive itself, the flesh of the olive, is not its most valuable part. It's not its most valuable asset. The most valuable um, element of this olive is only realized when the olive is pressed beyond recognition and when it is crushed to the point of almost destruction. And it's at this place, it's only then that the olive releases its most valuable part and that's its oil. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. You may have some olive oil at home right now. And that is the most valuable part of an olive. And as we think of that, you've been going through crushing. You, you've been going through, through severe pressure. And, and you may be looking at it all and going, why? Why have, why have we gone through this stuff? Why, why am I experiencing this stuff? It, it feels like it's just too much to handle but the truth is ladies and gentlemen when when we when we walk this road with God and when we when we go through this process open to allow God to work in our lives man it's in these moments that as the pressure is applied the most valuable part of us is released what, what is that if you're a Jesus follower today the most valuable thing that is released from you in that moment is the reality of Christ in your life. That's it. It's the, the, the reality of who God is in your life. Because you see, if church was rocking up for church on a Sunday was the goal, <laughs> then you can keep it. If, if, if trying to make it to heaven one day was the goal, 
then what sort of life are we living for? You see, Jesus said that, that He's come that we may have life and have this life to the full. And it's that fullness of life that is the reality of Christ in our lives. So when pressure is applied, what needs to come out? Man, it needs to be the reality of that fullness of life of Jesus in us, isn't it? And here's the thing is that that reality is released through something incredibly beautiful. And that is called your story. Because you see, as we go through these moments and as we go through this crushing, as we go through this brokenness, it is in these moments that God starts to unravel His story in our lives and His story and our story get connected together and we become a part of His story and His story gets told through our brokenness. It's an incredible, beautiful thing to behold. You see, everyone gets pressed. And the truth is that your story might just be the catalyst for someone else's breakthrough to be able to drop their mask and walk this process in their own brokenness with God. See, God's process takes us through that harsh east wind, <laughs> but it also takes us through that refreshing west wind. It's, it's the good and the bad that, that produces the stuff in us that God wants to, 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 to see in us and work through us eventually. It's from there that we grow and, and we produce the stuff in life that, that, that He's created us to produce through life. It's those moments where we just soak in Him and allow Him to soften us to His process. So that when that immense pressure comes, and when that crushing comes, that our lives can reveal God's true value in us, which is the reality of Jesus being shown through our lives and, and, and allowing His story in us to be seen by the people around us. It's in those moments that we become more like Jesus. It's in those moments where, where, where we live these lives that are surrendered to God. It's in those moments where we, where we start looking like, like Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, surrounded by all of these olive trees saying, Lord, I'm not looking for my way. Not my will, but yours be done. Ladies and gentlemen, let us not run away from or hide from our brokenness. If there's still these masks trying to do that, then it's time to drop them. It's time to, 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 to embrace the process that God is working through us within our brokenness. You see, God can work with broken. 
right? There's this, there's this Japanese process. Um, it's actually an art form called kintsugi, where items that are that had value, like uh, like whether it's it's fine china or or, or really expensive glass or or, or um or some, some, some really valuable item that's, that's been broken is taken and then there is this, this lacquer that gets mixed with a precious metal, either gold, silver or platinum. And as this lacquer is mixed, this, this precious now lacquer then gets taken and used to mend this object back together this once broken gets put together with gold or with silver or with platinum and the crazy part about this process is that no matter how valuable the object was before it was broken once it's gone through this very beautiful art form it is then regarded as more valuable than when it wasn't broken before and isn't that just the truth of God's story in our lives? Isn't that just the truth of what God's grace does in our lives? Where we think to ourselves that because I'm broken, because I've, I've, I've gone through some stuff, somehow I'm not worthy anymore. Somehow I'm not valuable anymore because of the stuff that I've been through or the stuff that I'm going through. But then God steps into our story and he works his process in us and through us. And as he does that, he brings restoration. He starts mending the broken pieces together. He starts making all things new. And by the time he is done, he looks at us and he calls us son. He calls us daughter. And all of a sudden, our value has gone through the roof. You see... God steps into our story and he comes and, and he takes what was broken and he makes it new. He comes and he trades our, our mourning for rejoicing. He comes and he, he, he takes, he takes our, 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 our ashes and he, he trades it for his glory. He comes and he trades it for his beauty. And that is the God that wants to step into your story, wants to step into my story, wants to step into our brokenness and come and work a process that only He can so that ultimately our lives can speak of His goodness. I love the way that Paul speaks about you and me in the book of 2 Corinthians where he refers to us as these jars of clay and there's this element of a brokenness within that and it's like it's like this treasure that's in us being Christ himself gets to shine through the cracks of our, of our lives I wonder what's your next step today what's your next step today are you in a space where, where you may need to, to just be trusting God's process? You've not been sure up until now, but as you've listened to this, you're just like, Lord, I need to trust your process. Maybe your next step today is to go, Lord, I want you to use my brokenness to tell your story.
Let me pray with you. Father God, we thank you for just the privilege to know you. Lord, I thank you for the privilege to be in relationship with you, Lord. Lord, hard times are gonna come in this life. We know that. But Lord, may we not go through these hard times keeping you out of our story, Lord. But Father God, I thank you that you invite us into your story, Lord. That you invite us to, to go through this process with you where you come and, and you work in incredible ways, Lord. And you take that brokenness, Lord, and you use it, Lord, to be able to tell your story and in, in essence, increasing our value as we just come and, and love you as your children and live out that story that you are busy telling through our lives. Father God, I thank you that as men and women today, just to choose to trust you and your process, Lord. Lord, that you'll meet them where they are at. Father God, and that you come with your peace and with your assurance, letting them know that you are with them every step of the way, that you'll never leave them, that you'll never forsake them. That's the promise that you've made to us. Lord, and that those of us who've, who've just said, Lord, will you come and use my brokenness to tell your story. Lord, may this life be an inspiration to others around me, not because of me or, 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 or whoever's praying this prayer, Lord, but because of the reality of Christ in us. I thank you, Lord, that we will grow into accurate representations of your son, Jesus. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. Hang around for the three questions to keep the conversation going. We love you. We'll see you next week. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.